The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. After the miracle of surviving cancer, the doctors said pregnancy was impossible, but Allie and Josh Taylor from TLC's reality show Rattled received another miracle. You don't have a picture of what's coming. You don't know that there's going to be a ram stuck in the bush. You don't. You have no idea. Next on Life Today. And we have some wonderful guests that I know you're going to be blessed by. I'm Betty, and this is James. Yeah, and we've got Allie and Josh Taylor. They don't have a book, but we got a story. <laughs> and I promise you their story is so amazing that somebody is going to want them to have a book. <laughs> the, uh, the journey they've had is just a, it's, it's an amazing grace journey. And I, I want them to just to, to tell it to us. So how about you give uh, Allie and Josh a good welcome to life today? Would you do that? Y'all both, well, you, got, you both got really, really nice smiles. I think we can get, can we get a two-shot of them. Can we, can we see? Can we we see tried to clean up a little for well, you. Hey, yeah, we got both of you. Yeah, look, you got, I'm, I'm looking over here on the monitor to be sure they got you in there. Uh-oh. Yeah, we, we, we see you. Now, I don't know which one of you is going to take off running with the ball first, but uh, you've had some real challenges. I mean, you were fighting for your life, and we know mm -hmm. what the battle with cancer is like. Yeah. And we know that you're sitting here. When, when did you, uh, it appeared you won the victory, so to speak, in cancer-free? Um. Yes. How many I, years ago? Um, seven, almost seven years ago. Almost seven, seven years ago. Years. Yes, sir. Well, it was touch and go, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was always say that our, my journey, I always wanted that moment. You hear those stories of people that go in with a cancer diagnosis and they have a scan and everything's clear or maybe somebody says it was a big mistake and I just wanted that moment so badly in our journey. But it was a journey of faith because we never saw that coming. You know, and I think that that's something we always say. I, I, through my journey, I got a new definition of faith. I think faith, I always thought my faith is in Jesus. I have faith for this to turn out good. But in this circumstance, we didn't see the end being good. It, we just had to have faith that it would be. Um, I always say, if we could have seen us sitting here now today with the blessings we're experiencing now, I would have done I would have gone through it a million times over. But when you're in the middle of that dark space, you don't see that. And that's why it's faith. How are you feeling, Josh? She's got it in her body. You're watching it in somebody you love with all wow. your heart. As a 20, I, was, I turned 27 the week we went to MD Anderson to start treatment. And honestly, I look back, I was a kid. I had no clue what was coming. And, and that probably guarded me from a lot. But in truth, you just feel helpless. You just feel, for the first time as a man, I ran into something that money, time, or talent couldn't fix. You know, at that point, everything I dealt with in life Money, time, and or talent. were you a builder at that time? Mm -hmm. Was that what you were doing? Entrepreneur. I was in real estate since I was 19. Uh, we'd, we had done lawn, lawn care, landscaping all through high school. So uh, I, had, I had lived in a world where time and my energy and passion could cure a lot of problems. Yeah, you didn't have a challenge you couldn't meet. That's right. All right, now you had one. 
Okay, and, so what happened? Because we need to know. Let's clear some of the ups and downs because I know that's a lot of what you'll talk about, but we're going to get into some things that, in my opinion, are just incredibly miraculous. Yes, Even absolutely. more miraculous than the healing you've experienced. It's yes. just amazing what God's done that's right. through, through what I would call uh, the miracle of love mm -hmm. and being available. But anyway, mm -hmm. tell us something absolutely. about the journey and how you yes, kind of came so, out of that particular um, battle. We, we were married five years. We were wanting to start a family, so we were trying to get pregnant, and um, through that process is how I found out I had breast cancer. So we thought the next big phone call we would be making to our family was that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And instead it was, I have breast cancer. Not only breast cancer, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. It had spread and it was very aggressive. And um, one of the first questions our, do our doctor asked us was, are you guys wanting to have a family? And we said, yes, that's actually how we found my breast cancer. And she said, the type of cancer you have, we need to start treatment immediately and that it would have a very um, strong effect on our fertility. Mm -hmm. So we prayed, we begged God, God to protect my body. Um, we are, we'll never forget that moment in the hospital room where we asked them to leave and we prayed Psalm 128 over me. Um, and that scripture says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your, your children will be like olive shoots around your table. And we just prayed and believed in that moment that God was not only going to heal me, but protect my womb um, when we had no evidence that that would be the case. So I went through 16 rounds of chemotherapy, double mastectomy surgery, 30 rounds of radiation, and several reconstructive surgeries. And that was just what we look back, that was the first time in about three or four huge moments where we did not have a picture of what God was going to do or wasn't going to do. But in that moment, in that hospital room, we just had to believe that God was going to protect Allie. Mm -hmm. First, she had to live for a family to even be an issue. And so all, all, that day, all we were believing for is that God would reach down and heal her of cancer. How long was that battle? I mean, well, how, did it, how did it end? That, what was that kind of the conclusion of that? That started in October uh, of 11, so that's when she started chemo, 16 rounds of chemo. Fast forward to April when she had a double mastectomy. Uh, then April 30th of 2012 is when we found out Allie was cancer-free. Which was, I um, have to stop there, so there was it was less than a 20% chance that I would be cancer-free, and so um, that was the first that miracle, miracle that happened for us. Um, and a huge moment in our journey mm -hmm. where we both had to believe, you know, our doctors were talking backup plans and what we what we would do if cancer was still there. And we had this moment where we said, we're not doing backup plans. You know, we're believing, we're believing. If it gets to that, we'll face that at that moment. But right now we just have to believe. That's right. And we just, we just remember looking at the doctors and saying, we at some point we stopped caring about their percentages and their numbers. And we just say like, we're going to do your treatment. We really don't care about your numbers though. Cause it, it, frankly, that's not what is going to control her healing. And so for us, that's what we really reference is that was a healing because it took a True. long time. True. So you're at April 2012. We go through that summer and Allie had four more surgeries, reconstruction, some, some issues with um, that come for women in that. Mm -hmm. And so that, in essence, was two years of going to MD Anderson every week um, back and forth. And so where was home? West Monroe, Louisiana. So you had a pretty good little journey. Now, That's right. you come out of the cancer, so obviously you still want to have a child. Yes. Okay, so let's go on that journey. By the way, when you get through hearing this story, you're going to wish they'd come share somewhere you know because this story is amazing. We're just getting into it. They want you to see an address. Where would they go if they said, what if we wanted you to come to our church? And by the way, don't even get their address. Don't even invite them. 
if you're not going to get people to come listen to him, and then when they come, send them away with a wonderful love gift. Because yes. he can't do this and keep building all the houses <laughs> as, as dedicated as he is to that if he's going to also come to you. Send them home. Don't just say, well, he's a builder. He doesn't need us. Stop thinking that way. Say, we're going to bless him. Amen. You'll be blessed to do it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. How would they find you? How would they find you? Where, where would they go? Allysfight.com. Allie's Fight. Because the fight's still on, right? That's right. And you're going to hear that. Okay, now let's take back up. By the way, I love the way y'all love each other because you love him and his love is in you. I can see it. All right, let's hear more about what's going on. So we um, we thought we would get pregnant immediately. We believed in that Psalm 128. And we thought, okay, I'm done with my cancer battle. We're about to have a baby. Um, we went and saw a fertility specialist and our worst fears were confirmed. They said, Allie, um, not only are your chances of becoming pregnant slim, they said, but it's impossible. They referred us to um, an egg donor. We got matched with an egg donor. We decided not to go that route and we quickly felt led to adoption. We got so excited about adoption and we thought, okay, God, maybe you had me go through cancer to lead us to this route. Um, and so we had our first baby on March 12th of 2015, our beautiful Genevieve. We were in the room with her when she was born. I was the first one to hold her, feed her, and it was as if for the first time cancer kind of made sense. But our world, our world kind of took a turn um, the next day. So it was all good. It's better than, I think that's what we do tell people is adoption is incredible. It's biblical. It's, it's better than it. It's, you can't wrap your head around. There is no difference between biological adopted. Like it's, it's just, and it, it's something we could not have known. And we know that because yeah. we've experienced yeah. it. It is just, yeah. it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And, and so it was going good. Genevieve was born on, on a Thursday. And then on Friday afternoon, we got a call that the birth family was rethinking their decision and that we would not be getting Genevieve. But we were told a decision would come Monday. And so we, we just chose a lot of kind of how we talked about earlier. We just chose to stick around and fight. And fighting in this is not anything adversarial. It's praying. It's yeah. believing. It's saying, God, I want your will, even if that gets me feel like I got run over by a truck. Mm -hmm. I'll sign up for it. That doesn't mean it's fun. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And I think in the end, the, the, we're walking down that hospital, and I just remember saying to Allie, this for us is our Abraham and Isaac moment. It's the thing about, you know, God said go, and you don't, you don't have a picture of what's coming. You don't know that there's going to be a ram stuck in the bush. You don't. You have no idea. Abraham had no clue, but he had to obey. And I think for us, that's just what we committed to in that moment and then every moment going forward. But So we walked that out those three days, loving on that little girl, regardless of what was coming Monday. And um, Monday comes and a uh, birth family comes and confirms to Allie in a hospital room that they're going to keep the baby. And so they come out and they come down to the hall where I'm sitting. And, you know, at that point, we're, the only reason we signed up is for the well-being of the baby. It's not for us to be parents. And um, so at that point, when we're no longer going to have any say in her eternity or, or be able to pour into her, our only goal is to love on these people we're looking at. And so we just said, can we pray with you? And so we took about 60 seconds and just prayed, Lord, help them feel of worth, help them feel valued, help them know you're for them. Um, and that's all, that's all we prayed. And um, we hugged and uh, they got about 10 feet away and, and birth mom looks at us and said, God has only spoken to me one other time in my life and he just did. And um, you and Allie are the parents of this little girl. And so uh, we had seen a healing, you know, a, a two year healing. Uh, this was a miracle. This was a, you know, God reached down and say, no, I'm, I'm about to show out. And so it was a neat moment, needless yeah. to say. I love this moment. Don't you love that moment? That's a miracle moment. 
There's no question, a miracle moment to praise God. Okay, let's keep <laughs> this journey more. going now. Here we go. Uh, so nine months later. We have a God of the impossible. We do. That's right. He is the God That's of the impossible. That's a beautiful story right there. <laughs> yes. What so happened? nine months later, I wasn't feeling well. I had an old pregnancy test that I'd had from years, years before. <laughs> Felt silly for even taking it. Came back to it saying positive, and I wasn't even excited when I saw it say positive because I thought something must be wrong. <laughs> I, I text my doctor. She didn't say congratulations. She said, can you come in? <laughs> Everybody thought something must be wrong. This is something wrong with the test, and it was confirmed that I was pregnant um, with a healthy baby girl um, who we named Vera. Uh, her name means faith. And so we always say that she is she is our faith baby. Um, and so, yeah, that was when Genevieve was nine months old. But then a month later, we received a phone call um, from the birth mother from our first daughter. And she called to congratulate me and also say, you won't believe this, but I'm actually pregnant again. She still wasn't in a spot to be able to take care of the baby. And she said, would y'all even consider adopting again? And honestly, we wanted to just jump and say, yes, but we thought we'd need to pray about this. You know, we don't know when the due dates are. And so we said yes. And then later we found out they were due just two weeks apart. <laughs> and, uh, and she was pregnant with a little girl oh as well. So we were going to have three little girls um, just oh a couple goodness. weeks apart. And so obviously, oh and, and that, in that moment, just like in a lot of the other, the previous five years for us is uh, we found out where this baby would be born. And so because of our experience with Genevieve, we understood how, how much weight <laughs> it carried yeah. that the birth family see, we'll pick up and cut all ties to be where you are for this little baby, for you to love on you. And so we started making plans to be in Kentucky starting in July. That's where, that's so, where the birth family was. So. And so I borrowed a big RV from one of my buddies that really is not an RV, it's a house. It's a, <laughs> it, it happens to have tires and a motor on it, but it is a house. And, and so we drove it. I was scared to death I was going to knock somebody out, but uh, we, we drove it and we actually went in Kentucky and stayed in a KOA with, wow. in a campsite for a month. Uh, yep. And I gave birth. I was 36 weeks pregnant when we went up there. And I gave birth in 11, I gave birth to Vera. And 11 days later, Lydia was born. And all throughout this, TLC um, captured it all and documented it on a TV show called Rattled. And, um, and one, of the big, one of the big moments for us when Allie gave birth to Vera is for me as a husband, you know, October of 2011, when you find out your wife's diagnosed with cancer, obviously you don't know if she's gonna be there. Yeah. Well, then you fast forward, I'm sitting there watching my wife give birth. <laughs> they lay that little baby on her, you know, and, and it's that, it just seals that moment, the full circle of, you know, fearing for her life. And then God reached down and heals her and she's giving life. And so for, for me as a husband, I mean, the TV, the TV cameras got it. I was a blubbering fool. I mean, just, I, mean, I couldn't talk. I'm sure I freaked them out by praying. I mean, it was, it was one of those moments though, so special to us to see it all kind of, you know, sometimes in life we get that treat of like, you get to see God really show out. And in that moment, you see, I see Allie sitting there healed and whole, having just given birth to a healthy little girl. And it's like, wow. We do not deserve so much of this. <laughs> it's all miraculous. Now, what do you want to do when you go out and share? What do you want people to hear when you go to share? What, what, what's the story? What do, you, what do you want them to take away when they leave? Yeah. For, for us, it's the idea that so much of our story, including Lydia, um, is we did not know what was coming. And so much of faith, so much of walking out, whether your life's good right now or you're in the middle of something tough right now, you have to walk now when you don't have a picture of what God has for you. Because mm -hmm. what Allie and I would have written down pre-October 2011, and I'm a dreamer, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm gonna think of big things. My dreams for us would have come so shy 
of where we are today, mm -hmm. much less of where we will be. And so that's what we would, I think that's what I would take away when we, what we hope to give people is wherever they are, when we're, we're sitting at a church or a, a, a women, Allie's speaking at a women's event, is we're trying to give these people hope that are hurting, like yeah. God's for you. But if you're not careful, Satan will trick you into believing he's not, he, he's out that, that God wants you hurting. And the truth is God want God is out, he's fighting for us. He's pursuing us. And and we we shouldn't hurt. give up on God. That's right. Because he is just ready to bless us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All the days of our lives. And even out of the hurt can come a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, you got to figure shaping clay, if you could feel it, there'd be some pressure points. Mm -hmm. Pressure shapes. That's right. Paul thanked God for it. And so that shaping is not always necessarily pleasant, but it can still be great. So even the pain or the hurt or the heartache can still shape something beautiful. What do you want people to take away when y'all go to be with yeah. them? Well, Miss Betty kind of touched on it. You know, with um, I think as a woman, I sometimes can put God in a, in a human box or think I don't want to ask too much of him. Um, we didn't get to tell you the whole story, but with Lydia, our youngest daughter, we almost weren't able to adopt her. A similar thing happened that happened with, with Genevieve, our first daughter. And I, mem I remember praying and saying, okay, God, you've healed me of cancer. You've given us our Genevieve. You've given us a miracle there. I should be, I should be happy. I should just say, okay, God, you've done enough. I don't need to ask one more thing of you. And I remember God saying, Allie, ask me again. Keep asking me. <laughs> ask me to do it because, you know, his word says he wants to do abundantly above more than anything we can ask for or imagine or imagine. But I think oftentimes I can think, okay, God, you've done too much. I don't want to ask you again. And God, I, it's what I always want to encourage people to like, God wants to do it again. He wants to do it over and over and over. You can't ever ask for too much. I think oftentimes he's just wanting us to ask and we don't because we're, we think he's done enough or he's, he wouldn't want to. And that's the total opposite of who he is. And that's the total opposite of what his character is. If you've been blessed by Alan Josh, would you just give glory to God? By just saying thank you. What a blessing. What a great blessing. Just so thankful. And I'm sure, I mean, if there's been a reality TV show, there's going to be a book and then more. So there again, there is how you can find them. There's their website. And like I said, if you want to organize something for them to come as a couple, or do you ever go just yourself? Yes, sir. You leave Josh mm -hmm. occasionally? <laughs> okay, they sure. actually do, prefer that. You know, <laughs> do you ever go without her? Never. You say, I, you say I'm busy building. Okay, well, I'll come with her. All right, but here, there's how you can get a hold of them. And remember what I said. Now, if you invite them, you get people to hear them, but you, you take care of them, okay? Because this is a real sacrifice for them to come. You know, our viewers love to help the suffering. And uh, I want you to look in right now on a man who has a heart that's broken. And you're going to see three little boys sitting by him. And he's what they got. And he's sick with what took his wife, their mother. Now, and then there's more. But you are the miracle cure, just like you've heard about God's miracle cure. You're the perfect cure this time. Watch closely. Zachary just lost his wife. Unthinkably, his beloved's body was ravaged by cholera, victimized by the very water that should be life-giving. <laughs> Mm 
And as if unsatisfied by taking his wife and youngest child, unclean water has now set its sights on Zachary himself. With nowhere to go and no other way to survive, Zachary has no choice but to return to the source of his grief time and again, knowing that every sip has the potential to further rip his family apart. For families like Zachary's in the remote country of Burundi, this crisis is not one they can face alone. Without immediate intervention and the development of clean water sources, communities will continue to be ravaged by disease and bound by grief. They ask for only one thing, your help. I want you to put that picture of that family back up on the screen where everyone at home can look at that. You're close enough at home that you can see those precious little children. The man has buried his wife and a child that she was nursing because of contaminated unclean water and cholera that is literally carried by that. Now he has the same symptoms. Betty, when I looked at those precious little children, I found myself just wanting to take them all in my arms and hold them real close. And I found myself asking, can I find some people who will reach out to fathers and mothers and children and families like that all over third world countries and Burundi and places like that? Well, we drill hundreds of wells, 6,000, think about it, 6,000 that you've helped us drill. That gives a village and a community like that life. Everything changes. Water for life, and Betty, we tell them about the water of life, and it is the most amazing thing. Now listen to me. When you show people the love of God, you don't just talk about it. You demonstrate it. When you do that, then they want to hear about the source of that love, and we're able to win them to Christ. So I'm asking you, would you reach out to that family and know that there are hundreds of villages we're right now beginning, as we do this time of the year, to drill the first 200 wells. There are 4,800 each. Betty and I have committed and asked God to help us every time the missionaries call and every time we have the emphasis, we want to drill a well. God answered that prayer. It's been one of the greatest joys of our life. We have many people who tell us we make that the goal for the year to drill a well. That's awesome. Some of you say, James, you don't know how much I'd like to do that. I believe you. But you know most of the income to help drill wells comes from people who give $48. We've said that basically gives 10 people water the rest of their life. You can multiply that by three, you've got $144 and you just gave 30 people water for life. I use those numbers to show the impact it makes. 
to know that everyone has a part, everyone can have a part. There's no gift too small. I don't think if you've been blessed of God, there's any gift you could give too large. Would you right now go and get your bank card? If you want to write a check, by the way, make it to life. That's what you're giving. But call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. If you get the bank card, you can go online or you dial that number. That's a prayer line. Others will be calling to get prayer. But would you call to be an answer to prayer? And would you say, here is my gift. I'm going to drill a well. Here's 1,200. Here's 2,400. Praying three people join me or another person joins me. We got a well. At whatever level you can participate, would you do it right now? If you want to mail the gift, call us and tell us you're sending it. We need to hear from you, okay? We have some very special gifts to send you. You'll see them. We always want to place something in your hand that will go into your heart and be a blessing and a source of inspiration to you. Thank you right now for going online or making that life-giving call and that special gift. Thank you so much. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the Praying Grace 55-Day Devotional. This new devotional will help you renew your mind to the realities of God's grace and help you pray powerful grace-based prayers for each day. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Praying Grace Tumbler. This reusable 16-ounce container is constructed with insulated stainless steel, perfect for hot or cold beverages. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request the beautiful new commemorative bronze sculpture safe in the shepherd's arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, you know, Betty and I want to say thanks because you you heard a miracle story. I mean, it's beautiful. And I, I, by the way, you know, we can look back and say, well, we would have had that miracle, but we had plenty of them. And we helped others have miracles. What I want to say to you is you heard a miracle story and you heard a need and you got an opportunity to be a miracle, a miracle answer to somebody's prayer. I want to thank you for that very, very much. And uh, we're anxious to say thanks, sending the tumbler, sending praying grace, and I'm going to tell you, this is a beautiful bronze of a shepherd. This shepherd's not supposed to be Jesus. Somebody that said, well, doesn't have a beard, doesn't have long hair. This is just a shepherd holding a lamb. That's what shepherds do. In many ways, you held a whole family. We said, I'm going to give them water. And I want to thank you for that. But also, I'm so grateful for our guests today and for all of you who support our outreaches. But I want all of us to give a big thank you to, to Allie and Josh. What a blessing <laughs> Website, okay? You can go on our website and get more information about it. Thanks so much for watching and thank you for helping others.
Best-selling author Ted Decker shares how his passion for exploring truth through mind-bending stories began by being born to missionary parents in Indonesia. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.